Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and every weekday I chat with today's most successful coaches, and we learn their secrets to building a thriving coaching business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're talking with career coach Crystal Oliveria. Crystal works with parents who are struggling to help their child select a relevant career that is fun, fulfilling, and financially rewarding. She helps parents develop a deeper and more meaningful relationship with their child in a fun and interesting way. And she teaches parents how to start a career and college conversation with their children. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Now, before we jump directly into the business talk, I would love to know a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not at work. Okay. Well, I'm currently not married and I don't have any children, so I have a lot of time. And with that time, I enjoy reading. I like to travel to a lot of the conferences and network with people and enjoy good food. And then when I'm at home, I like to watch Netflix specifically the series that have been on for several years. And I like to watch the character development and how producers are able to keep the audience coming back season after season. Very cool. That sounds a lot like me, except for conferences. I haven't jumped into those uh, a whole lot. What sort of conferences do you like to attend? My personal favorite is a blend between personal development and business. Oh, awesome. Now, we all love to be inspired by people's journey. So the first part of our conversation is going to focus on your journey. How long have you been coaching and what led you to get into it in the first place? I started in 2011 formally when I attended a, I think it was a four-day event. And I met a lot of people in the coaching space who were doing it. And it was something that I wanted to do part-time as I had my full-time business or my full-time job in retail. And this was something that I just kind of wanted to get my feet wet. I was really hesitant. I didn't know how well it worked. But as I stayed involved in the community, I decided that this is something I really wanted to go after because I was meeting people who were doing it full-time. They were making really good money and they were making an impact on the world. And as I've got to watch them grow, I'm like, I can do that. I can I can model their behavior. Awesome. Well, now everybody knows that starting a business can have a lot of ups and downs. So can you tell us about maybe a big disappointment or a low point that you've experienced while getting your business off the ground? Yes, I have been to so many conferences. I have invested thousands of dollars in different programs thinking that this is going to be the program and I'm just going to make a lot of money and I'm going to have everything I need. And the reality is sometimes a conference is a piece of the much larger picture. And one of the things I did is I started a blog because, you know, as a coach, you need lead sources. And I thought, okay, this is great. I'll start a blog. I'll get all these leads. I'll have lead flow and then I'll have deal flow. And I spent hundreds of hours working on a blog. And then one day I realized I'm not getting any leads from this. Like, let me go online, check out the analytics and see if people are even reading my blog. And that's when my heart sunk because I was spending so much time and I wasn't generating the traffic. I didn't have anything to show for it. I knew it wasn't working for me. And I really had to ask myself, what am I not doing right? What am I doing wrong? And 
what's the missing puzzle? Like, why isn't this working for me? So what did you find out when you started digging around and looking for what what's causing this not to work? I really reached out to someone who I'd paid thousands of dollars to. And I'm like, I bought lots of your programs. I'm really good at implementing. Maybe I'm not doing 100%. Maybe I'm only doing 90%, 80%, 95%. I'm not really sure because I bought it, I implement it, and I don't have any feedback. And I feel like I'm a ship taking on water. Like, I don't know where the holes are. I feel like I'm spending so much time and energy with, like, a bucket scooping out all this water. And I'm sinking. What's going on? What am I not doing right? Can you help me out? And that's really when the clarity came in because he puts on a weekly show and he did the seven steps to attract high-end clients or to enroll them. And that's really what I understood. Like, this is what the system looks like. And then I looked at my system and then I had to go back and start plugging in all the holes. Mm, That makes sense. So it wasn't that you were necessarily doing something wrong. It's just that you had some steps that you had missed. Yes. And that's the thing I find with a lot of the, the programs that are out there. A lot of times they assume that you're at a certain level. And so I didn't realize that as a newbie, I was hanging out with people who were making six figures trying to move to seven figures. But because of the way I represent myself in terms of being able to speak and the professional development that I've had, people assumed that I was at a lot higher level than what I was. So the advice I was being given didn't match my situation as to where I was. And if you think about it from a diagnosis standpoint, I was being misdiagnosed and the advice and the medicine I was being given wasn't treating the root cause of the problem. Mm, that makes sense because, you know, I think that when when people are starting out, nobody really wants to look like that brand new person, deer in the headlights, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. goes into the situation (laughs) saying, you know, I don't want to draw that sort of attention to myself. So I'm going to blend in. But sometimes the blending in, it puts us into a position of we're not getting the right advice. (laughs) Yes, yes. You know, I think that's interesting that you were able to, you know, go back and, and see that something wasn't working. And then you know, have the confidence or the courage to go back to the person that you were, that was your mentor that you were learning from and, and say, Hey, wait a minute. I I put all this into, into action, but it's not working. So, you know, a lot of people I think do that. And there's, there's always sort of a tipping point um, in the business, you know, a a place where they, they finally get over a hump, start to gain some momentum. Can you tell us about when you felt like you finally started to get momentum in your business? Yes, I think it was really when the understanding came that people really want, when you buy a coaching program, they really want you to succeed. Because when you succeed, then they want to showcase you as their testimonial. They want to promote you and say, see, my program works. And when I really began to understand that, it was like, oh, like, this is easy to get promoted. Because when you have no budget, it seems like there's a ton of resources out there, but they always cost a couple hundred to a couple thousand dollars to get the publicity you know, to get on stages or to get on podcasts. And when you're on a shoestring budget, you're like, okay, well, what's the best way to, for me to move forward? And so when I realized that with all these programs I was spending all this money on was a form of publicity, 
Then I started making sure, am I really using this program and am I really implementing it? And they started getting the feedback and the credibility. And when I said, I'm having trouble implementing this program or I'm stuck at this point or I don't know what the best way to do it is, I ended up getting a lot of coaching that I, most people pay for. Because a lot of times when you go into a program, it's like, here's the base program, and then you can add on different layers of coaching, whether it's group coaching, individual coaching. But when you engage in a community, it's like, oh, they they love that because it shows that they have a thriving community. And when you participate and implement the program, that's how you can get all this free coaching that you don't have to, you don't need to upgrade to the bigger packages because you're making them look good. And when you make them look good, then they help you out because it creates that ongoing conversation. And once I really understood that, like I really saw it, like I just started putting out in the comments, like on the online communities and showing up to the conferences, like this is my challenge and what can I do? Then I got better advice and I started implementing it. And that's when I really started to see change happen because that cycle of feedback just sped up really quickly. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's a very interesting um, idea because I know that myself included, I've bought a lot of different programs that, you know, are kind of like the self-study. You know, maybe they have a face Facebook group attached to it, um, something like that. But it's basically, you know, you go through it at your own pace. And I think when you get into things like that, it, you really, you can take on that mindset of, I'm just going to do this on my own. Versus what you did, which is, you know, getting to that point of saying, hey, wait a minute, there's something out here that I can use to my advantage. I've already paid for the program, so I'm going to dig into it deeper. I'm going to ask more questions. I'm going to get in front of these people's faces and make a little noise. And then by doing that, you were able to get better advice than maybe someone who just went through on their own would get. Like you said, being able to, you know, access some some deeper advice, almost coaching that you didn't have to pay for. And then what I really think is interesting is how you said that you kind of were able to turn this where when you really became that star student, you were able to, you know, offer testimonials or, or offer feedback. And then that was just another way for you to get publicity for yourself. So I think that's an amazing idea. Yes. And I have one more thing I want to add to that. I have this amazing example. So I participated in this program called Push Button Influence. And there's open office hours. And so I thought, okay, I'm doing really well um, in terms of I decided to recently relaunch my blog post and turn it into a podcast. And so I'm like, I'm doing really, really well. I don't really need to go to open office hours. But then I said, stop, hold on. Like, this is a benefit of the program. Why don't you just show up, participate? You're looking to be a guest speaker on more podcasts. So this is a great place to meet other people who are interested in podcasts and you know, promoting. So just show up, be a part of the community, just participate. It's one hour a month. It's not that much time. So I said, okay. So I had to change my mindset and be like, you paid for it. Let's go ahead and utilize it. And then I showed up and, you know, you get maybe about five minutes to speak. You know, you talk about your successful wins, something you're struggling with, and you ask a question. And I was talking about being interested on getting on more exposure. How do I get more exposure? And someone within the group 
said, I really like the way you're talking, the clarity that comes through when you represent yourself and how you talk. You're very clear about whatever it is you're talking about. And this person reached out to me and they said, contact me, email me. Perhaps I can do an interview with you. And I said, okay. And so he sent, I sent him an email the very next day. He responded and said, I have some time available in the afternoon, either today or tomorrow. Um, if you, none of these times work for you, then maybe we can do it next week. I said, no, let's, let's do it immediately. I'm really excited. Picked up the phone, had a conversation, did 30 minutes and he ended up writing this really great article that he published on LinkedIn. And I was surprised because I thought initially it might be a couple weeks out because people who produce things, they usually like to have a couple weeks done. So they're not constantly at the deadline. They'd like to plan ahead. And he liked what I said so much that he decided to produce an article immediately. And it was like, wow, like, That was publicity that I was able to gain because I showed up to a course that had open office hours and I was ready to be like, no, it's not worth my time. I need to go somewhere else to get publicity. But it was free and it was already included by participating in a program I already paid for. Mm. Yeah. So just that idea of, you know, maybe looking for opportunities in unexpected places or just being open to them at least. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome story. I think that's a great idea for, you know, any of the coaches listening is just to take full advantage of everything that you you're already doing. So, you know, success, we often measure it like in hitting certain goals or maybe, you know, reaching a milestone. What would you say has been your biggest win or maybe a favorite achievement so far? I love blogging. Um, I've been very good about case studies and with the internet and cell phones and the ability to take videos. And I know a lot of people are skeptical, skeptical about, well, what is you, does what you do work or is it going to work for me? And a lot of times when I coach people, they think, oh, you just a coach the superstars or the achievers, but I'm average or my child's average. Is this really going to work for me? And so what I've done is I've been able to take videos of people and create this case study over the years and say, yes, you know, is your family like the Thompson family? Here are videos of the Thompson family. And I've documented, you know, uh, someone named Marissa Thompson being able to get multiple scholarships to pay for her freshman and sophomore year of college. And I can take that and repurpose it online. And so with my blog that I recently relaunched, if you go to careerconversationalist.com and look at the blog post, you know, specifically episode number six, where I talk about how to make finding scholarships fun and easy. To me, it's really exciting because I'm not just saying this is how you do it, go do it. I'm saying this is how you do it. Now let's go look at someone who's done it. And there's a video of someone several years ago who read a book that I produce. It's a workbook about how to find grants and scholarships. There's a video testimonial of a mother talking about her two daughters and how she read it and she gave it to them and they read it and what they thought. And then I have these documented like 17 videos and just being able to put that on a website and being able to reuse it. It's just exciting because one, you get to watch a person develop and grow and it's just 
there's so much joy and passion in seeing people develop. And then you just think like that, this is what it's really all about. But also from a professional standpoint, I've had so many people reach out and be like, Crystal, the quality of your blog posts have improved so much over the years. Like I might not read all of them, but the occasional blog post that I do read is incredible. And it just adds so much credibility as a person who wants to do business that more people are reaching out to me because they're like, oh, she's she's legitimate. Like she's she's reaching this new level and this new heights. And it's not so much based on what I have done. It's based on the trajectory of where I'm going and how big I'm going to be that people are starting to line up and say, yes, we like what you're doing. We have some resources to bring to the table. What's your vision? Where do you want to go? Well, that really makes a lot of sense because I think that, you know, I I read a lot of blogs. I'm sure you do, too. Um, You know, a lot of times it feels like people are just you know, they, they have this list of things that they feel like they're supposed to do as business owners. And you're supposed to put out a blog post regularly. You're supposed to, you know, post on social media regularly. And they just do that. But then what you're talking about is actually, you know, digging in deeper and really making something that's you know, well-rounded, something that people are going to look at and get so much value out of and just really, you know, even creating the opportunity for people to have a deeper relationship with you even before they take that step to hire you as a coach just because of, you know, the depth of the of the material and content that you're putting out there. So that's an awesome idea. Yes. People want to see people who are like them who are doing it. Mm -hmm. And with the internet and so much skepticism, I have found that people who've bought a lot of courses and it's failed, they almost come up with more resistance than someone who's never bought anything. Mm. And so uh, to me, a blog is a way to kind of warm people up to the idea to know, like, and trust you before they raise their hand and say, yes, I want to have a discovery session with you. I want to talk about how you can help my family. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and if your blog posts are just so generic that the person can't get a good feel about who you are and what you have to offer, you're really no further ahead than, than if you didn't put the blog post there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, before we move on to the next part of the podcast, and the, and the next part is going to focus more on real action steps that coaches can take to grow their business. I want to talk a little bit about the future. What are you most excited about creating next in your business? I'm excited about getting sponsors. And this is for your podcast, Jermaine? For the business in general. Oh. So for example, um, there was someone who I know creates paper products. She just launched a new podcast, Productivity Paradox. And I thought, you know, she might be someone who in the long term would be a good someone to sponsor. So I'm listening to the podcast. I like what she has to say. I went ahead and bought some of her products from Inkwell Press. I actually bought a lot of products, not just some, almost everything. And I'm using them, seeing how I like it. But to me, that's building a relationship because I'm using the products. I'm regularly commenting and posting on it. Not only does she have a seven-figure business that's bigger than mine, so I'm looking upwards to model myself from her because I like what she's doing in terms of the consistency of her podcast and her website and everything's absolutely gorgeous. But I also feel like by consistently commenting, I'm building a relationship. It makes sense. Our products work together. You know, I'm helping families 
think about a relevant career and she has products for planning, it's exciting to me to be able to say, who's going to be a good partner in the future? How do I build that relationship? Is it something that's genuine? Is it something where I can actually feel comfortable recommending their products? Is this something that I use? And to me, that's just a whole nother level of business because it's, it's fun. It's engaging and people really want someone they trust to recommend products for them and say, does this help you? If it helps you, it might help me. But you know, a lot of people don't want to take that risk of spending maybe $40 to buy some paper planning products to see if it works. But if I've spent that money and a lot more and I talk about it, then it's just leveraging that trust. And I like the way that that you're saying, you know, to always sort of keep an eye out for the future, you know, not just staying so focused on, you know, what you're doing right now, but keeping in your mind what what sort of move do I need to make for, you know, five steps ahead or 10 steps ahead. I think that's a great idea for coaches to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to move into the part of the conversation where we're going to talk about what's working right now in your business. And one thing that I like to stress to coaches is that there's a lot of ways online and offline to make a living as a coach. So how are you generating revenue in your business today? It's via coaching. And a lot of it, I find that works best for me is if I go to conferences and I talk to people that starts the conversation. But then if I bring them online, that keeps them engaged. Mm. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Now, the Unstoppable Coach family is made up of new and experienced coaches. But one thing that everyone has in common is that everybody wants to grow their business in a big way. So what's your favorite strategy to bring in brand new clients who've never heard of you? I like speaking one to many. I find that when I go to a conference, a lot of times at break time, you're speaking one on one. But Some of the things that I've done that are my absolute favorite is I'll enroll in a program, say it's a 90-day program, and then at the end of 90 days, there's an actual conference. And what I find is virtually, when I'm participating in a 90-day program, you start to build relationships with people in the community because you're learning, you're growing, you're implementing together, and then it builds that no-like-trust factor. And then when you go to a live event, Oftentimes what will happen is they might have a competition because they want to promote the superstars in their programs who are doing really well. And so I know that if during the 90 days I consistently participate, engage, and implement, then I have a shot on being on stage. And what will often happen is they'll have maybe like the top five people out of that course or out of that group get to go on stage and compete to see who wins for some kind of prize. Well, the ability to be at a live event where there's two to three hundred people in the room, plus people virtually online who are watching the event, to me, that's a one to many strategy. And it it's exciting because you've already built that no like and trust factor. So it just speeds up the process in which people want to talk to you immediately. They're ready for what's the next step? What do I do now? Oh, that makes sense. And that's, that's interesting. I haven't heard of anybody talk about utilizing, you know, conferences or places like that in that particular way. So that's a, that's a very cool idea. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
So knowing what you know now about building a successful business, what would you say is one action step that coaches should implement this week if they're serious about growing their business? I would say look at your schedule and look at how you're prioritizing your time. You need to be spending at least 50% of your time on getting your message out there, whether it's being a guest on stages, whether it's being on podcasts. You need to share your message and what you do with new people. And one of the things I see is a lot of coaches sometimes will have an income that's more like a roller coaster ride. And it's because they're not being consistent in terms of putting their message out there. And when you develop that ability to be consistent, then your income and the lead flow and the deal flow will be consistent as well. Mm. So uh, sort of what you're saying, if I'm hearing you right, is like a lot of people tend to focus a lot on creating content. And then what you're saying is, is you need to put just as much focus on putting that content out there, marketing yourself and getting in front of people. Yes. And that's one of the things I, I learned the hard way is I was producing a lot of content, spending hours, hundreds of hours producing this beautiful blog, getting better, improving my writing skills. And I had no traffic coming to my website. And that was because I wasn't promoting it. I was so busy in creation mode. Mm. Right. You know, this has been awesome. I've really learned so much from you going through these questions. It's it's great. I've, I'm coming away with like a, a pile of notes myself. So um, yeah, definitely. Now we're going to finish up with the final five rapid fire questions. So okay. what's one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Ooh, that's an easy one. Um, so every week on Friday noon Pacific Standard Time, I tune in and I watch one of my favorite mentors, Alex Mendozian, on his show. He does marketingonline.com. And as a public service, he puts on a, I guess you would call it a web TV show. And it's about 30 minutes long, but he does it within an hour slot. So when you show up, there's like a green room where you kind of talk and get to know each other. Where are you hanging out from? And then he does the content piece, which is about 30 minutes. And then afterwards, there's often times where you can ask questions just to kind of clarify what he's talking about or how does this apply to me and my business if I'm in this particular situation. And for me, I've been exposed to so many ideas. It's helped me develop that vision of thinking forward in terms of, okay, here's a top producer who's sharing what he's learned, you know, what it's kind of like mining. Like, I just feel like I'm going to a mine and I'm mining like a piece of knowledge or a gold nugget. And how's this going to work for me? Or how can I implement it in my business? And that being consistent and showing up every single week, I have a notebook full of all of these great ideas. And even though some of them I've heard time and time again, I'm like, if I'm not implementing it, I really don't know it. And so just being able to show up and be like, okay, am I implementing it? Yes, no. Do I need to pivot? How can I implement it? What's the next step? I'm no longer guessing at what I need to do because there's so many coaching programs on the market. I often have a hard time figuring out what do I buy? Who do I trust? How much of it is marketing fluff? Mm. But because I'm consistent in going to him and I have a relationship with him, then it's like, oh, okay, if he recommends something, then I know it's a good product. 
But I have also met a lot of people within that community who make a lot more money than me. And so if I'm watching them and if they're doing it, if that's something they're tuning into, then I feel like that community is vetting resources for me. So when a podcast or a book or a conference is recommended, I feel more comfortable knowing that the quality of it is going to be worth my time versus going somewhere else and having no idea if it just sounds good or if there's a lot of real value there. Wow, that's cool because that way you don't have to, you let other people um, point you in the right direction. You don't have to spend all your time running from, you know, shiny object syndrome, this one to this one to this one over here. No, maybe I'll try this. So, Absolutely. Which, which a lot of people, including myself, can can get totally caught up in. So, mm-hmm. so that's great. Now, what's one quality you feel every successful coach needs to develop? The ability to listen actively. And this happens in both when you're coaching someone as well as when you're talking to a prospect. And what I found that in the beginning of my journey, I was really good at coaching people, but I was struggling in terms of listening to people when they were coming to me and enrolling them because I just, I was listening, but I wasn't really paying attention to what they were saying in terms of what their needs are or what their fears are. And when I realized I already have the skill set, I'm already doing it in one portion of my life. I just need to translate it into another portion. That's kind of when the light bulb went off. And I'm like, oh, I'm already using the skill. Let me just make sure I'm using it more frequently. Hmm, That makes sense. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. I absolutely love the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, What the Rich Teach Their Children that the middle class and poor do not Mm. by Robert Kiyosaki. I read that years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I love the company. I love their mission statement about elevating the financial well-being of humanity and just being an inspiration and watching what he's done to build the Rich Dad Company. He's consistently promoting in terms of he's consistently being a guest on stages or on podcasts. And I think that's why his book has been a bestseller for so long and just modeling myself after him. It's not just the book that I love. It's the company, it's the brand, and it's him being a role model in doing it. Awesome. Now give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without. I really like Haro Help a Reporter Out. And what they do is they send you emails maybe two to three times a day. And it's about reporters who are looking for people they want to. They're writing an article and they need guest experts and they want a different opinion or something to write about. And I find that I end up spending most of my time eager to open up my emails and be like, okay, who's looking for what today? Like, where can I, who can I send an email to? Right. I've done that a little bit. I, I got on a kick with that. And mm-hmm. and then I sort of I think it's interesting with that, because I think when when I started it, I found several things um, that I could submit to. And then I went through sort of a dry spell where I didn't find anything. So I think that it's it's one of those deals where you have to be willing to just put, you know, five minutes or 10 minutes into it every day and just check it real quick. And then you might find something, you might not. But that's that's something that I told myself I was going to be more consistent about because mm-hmm. I, it's just an awesome way to get free publicity if you fit 
exactly what someone's looking for. Yes, and that's a good point. Yeah, that's a cool. That's a very cool resource for people that that maybe are just looking for for publicity. Um, and it, like you said, it just drops right into your inbox. So that's awesome. Um, finally, how can the listeners best connect with you? What social platform do you hang out on the most? And what's your website? I'm on a variety of social platforms from G+, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I probably spend most of my time on LinkedIn just because it's a professional site. And a lot of the people that I associate with... Um, the conversation just tends to be a very different flow than say on Facebook. But my website is careerconversationalist.com. I encourage you to go there if you want to check out a blog, just to kind of see how I've laid it out in terms of the visual, the branding, the feel that you get for it. And if you happen to be a parent who's struggling to help your child select a relevant career that's fun, fulfilling, and financially rewarding, then I would encourage you to visit ask25questions.com. And what it is, is it's a list of 25 questions I put together to help you as a parent start a conversation with your child and develop a meaningful relationship with your child while helping them plan ahead for their future. Oh, that's great. Now I'm going to be sure that I'll put all the links to everything that Crystal just told us in the show notes so that people can reach out to her if they're interested in getting any coaching uh, to help them and their child go through the career and college selection process. Crystal, this has been an awesome conversation. I really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you. I really appreciated being a guest. You know how to ask some really good questions. So keep doing what you're doing and being a service to others. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to head over to the website at unstoppablecoach.co where you can grab the show notes and check out all the resources and the links to the guest website and social sites. And be sure you join us every weekday when I interview another successful coach and we learn their secrets to building an unstoppable coaching business.